In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. I'm going to tell you, I think to me, probably the most insidious and least regarded addiction in America today is television viewing. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From men in the arena. It's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we, we salute, salute you. you. Are you British? <laughs> Arr. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Hey, I'm Jim Ramos. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. And so we're going to do something a little bit different today. We have Matt Friedman on the phone. And he, if you remember right, we interviewed him on his book, Discipleship in the Home, Teaching Children, Changing Lives. He is 60 years old. He is from Jackson, Mississippi, where he lives with his beautiful wife of 35 years, Mary. He has been a professor at Wesley Biblical Seminary for 32 years, is the founding and current pastor at Dayspring Community Church, the author of multiple book books, including today the book we interviewed him on, Discipleship in the Home, and Matt is also a chaplain at a local prison, as well as outside an abortion clinic. He's definitely a man who is in the arena, and we are really excited to bring him back on to talk about a topic we weren't able to get to last week. And so, Matt, how are you doing, man? Doing great. Thanks for having me on the program today. Hey, thanks so much for taking the time to do a little extra for us here. And, uh, you know, I want to go back to your book real quick, and I want to go to page 92, uh, go, to, go to page 72 to 73, and I want to talk about Vladimir Kosma Zvorkian. On his 92nd birthday, uh, he said something that you put in your book, and he, he is the inventor of the television. And he said that he would... Never, he said, quote, I will never let, I would never let my children ever come close to this thing. And I thought, this is funny. Here's the inventor of the television saying, I would never let my kids uh, get near this thing. And today in America, I think you said 195 million, it's probably more now, 100 million homes have at least one television set in it. You go in and you talk about uh, these these uh, the statistics from the Fiji Islands. I mean, you just go into great depth about the television in your book and its detriment on the American family, and I thought it was so powerful. I just wanted to bring you back on and, and walk us through that section of your book. Would you be willing to do that? Yeah, hey, thanks so much for that opportunity. Yep. Yeah, listen, years ago, there was a Gannett documentary that was uh, uh, called Shockwaves, Television in America. And it described the effects of televised media. 
and I know it was a long time ago, but I think it's still pretty interesting. Nin 1971, sociologists became aware of a place in Canada that had no TV. It was up in the mountains. In 1972, the technology TV was introduced by satellite dish. In 1973, the sociologists began documenting the changes in the people's lives. So before television, children played games on the streets and adults shared frequent social interaction. Participation in community affairs was really high. After television, there was a dramatic increase in violence. Reading ability and creativity testing showed dramatic decreases. Community entertainment dropped sharply while individual entertainment rose and participation in community affairs plummeted. I'm gonna tell you, I think to me, probably the most insidious and least regarded addiction in America today is television viewing. Mm -hmm. There are 95 million households, probably a lot more than that. This book is 10 years old, but uh, amazingly, uh, households own TV sets more than they even have phones. Yeah, I, I, was in a, I was in not too long ago, a suburb here of our town, and I said, just keep your hands up. How many have one set in your house? Of course, everybody have one set. Two, three, four. Almost no hands went down. And at five, a couple hands started going down. I got up to 27, and the guy what? brought his hand down. He came up to me afterwards and says, I just got embarrassed. I said, really? You have 27 sets and you were embarrassed? Who knew? I mean, and he said... <laughs> He said a month after that, he came up to me. He says, I got rid of some of them. I said, how many? He said, I got rid of a dozen of them. He had one in literally every room of his mansion. You're thinking, what's gone wrong with us? Wow. Children watch an average of 25 to 30 hours a week. More time spending that to doing anything than perhaps sleeping. Preschool children alone will spend roughly a third of their daily discretionary time sitting in front of the TV screen. And you know, like I know, this thing has only accelerated if you view what they can see on their phone and what they do with their computers and what they do with games in front of anything that flickers in front of their face yeah. might as well be a TV and it's bad form. Yep. Nielsen surveys inform us that between ages two and six, ages two and six years of age, the average American preschool child watches something like 30 hours of TV a week. That's more than 1500 hours a year, over 6,000 hours in a four year period. And boy, does that ever log in and do something to their brains? Now, get a load of this. TV impacts your brain, the way you deal with information, the way you think. Uh, the guy that wrote the uh, foreword for Disoption of the Home is a gentleman, a child-rearing expert named John Rosemond. He has a great book called The Six-Point Plan for Raising Happy and Healthy Children. He said, since the advent of TV, when American children began watching significant amounts of television in the mid-50s, Scholastic achievement scores have steadily declined. As a nation, our literacy level has declined as well. And there's a reason for that. Whether the program is Sesame Street or the latest sex-soaked profanity-laced sitcom, this is what TV does to your kid's brain. It inhibits the development of initiative, curiosity, resourcefulness, creativity, motivation, imagination, reasoning and problem-solving abilities. We know these things by the research. Because television causes the child to stare at rather than scan the environment, it's safe to add visual tracking skills are not being strengthened. So television watching interferes significantly with the development of a long attention span. Wow. And I know somebody's thinking right now, nah, my kid can watch TV for eight hours at a time. Yeah, but the problem with that is just because they can sit mesmerized for two or three hours, eight hours, or however long, 
that's just an optical illusion. Consider the fact that the picture on a television screen changes on average about every three to four seconds. That means there's a perceptual shift or a flicker, they call it. That means he's not attending to any one thing for longer than a few seconds. So as a result, television watching, watching is, a, is a strangely paradoxical situation for the young kid. The more time he spends watching television, the shorter his attention span becomes. And we see the effects of that in schooling and in test scores and everything else. I mean, it's just, it's a horrible thing. This is what Rosamond says. When he gets to the end of talking about television, he says, examined from a developmental perspective, one is forced to conclude that television watching is a deprivational experience. The window for opportunity for the development of all good things is lost as they watch television and there that window of opportunity can never be fully opened again wow and i think we need to pay attention to those words never be fully opened again so i love watching tv <laughs> i'll just admit it man i love it my own visual addiction uh, I, I just saw it when i i think i i heard some keith green song and it motivated me to go into my apartment and look for sin. And I saw sin. It was a TV set. Yeah. I grabbed it and I threw it out. And I, I, I went to a nearby building. I thought I was going to have fun doing it. And threw it off of three stories. And gravity took care of the problem. It's the best thing I ever did for me. But more importantly, that's where I was married. Best thing I ever did for my kids. Wow. So I would say, let gravity help you all out on this. <laughs> Grab your TV. And get <laughs> I know you're not going to do it but I would sure recommend it. And I would recommend at least putting your kids on a one to two to three to four hour budget per week. Don't just let, just don't let mm. them sit down. Let them schedule what they're going to watch. Give them four tickets for four hours or something like that. Budget it. Don't let Madison Avenue. Don't let Hollywood disappear your kids. Come on guys. We can do better than that. We are better than that. That is so good. I appreciate it. You know, as you're, Speaking, I just wanted to write down a few things. It it truly is, and I'll be honest with you, I'm a TV addict too. I mean, I'm I love the television. We have one in our home. That's it. But you know, you talked about deprivational experience. What a I mean, the only thing that comes out of TV that's good is rubbing my wife's feet, honestly. And so, mm. uh, but you know, I, I thought about the desensitization of our American children. How many acts of sexual nudity are they looking at on their phone? on their t television. How about violent deaths? How about homosexual relationships? The ratio of homosexual people in our, in our country is, is one to thousands and they're trying to dumb it down to one every 10 or something. And it is nothing imagine near the, that. Yeah. Imagine the words that they're using. Oh my goodness. Oh, the words they're hearing the vilify. How about the vilification of men? How about the domination of women? How about the hatred of our political leaders? I mean, over and over and over again, I just think, man, we're we're inundating our children with with a, with messages through that this light screen that's destructive. But anyway, guys, you need to pray about and ask God to give you wisdom in how to handle this. It is an issue that we cannot be passive about, especially when you are living in the stress bubble of life. So guys, hey, make sure if you haven't done so, head on over to our website, pick up a free copy of my bathroom book for men. It's an electronic copy that you'll love. And you can also... Uh, Get involved in our equipping blast. I send that out weekly once you subscribe to that uh, free book. It's a super simple process. And guys, I don't know if you know this, but we are a nonprofit organization. We exist 
to uh, help you become your best version. All of our resources to men in third world countries and missionaries are free to those guys. And we are existing that way because of the gifts of our financial champions. So you can champion the cause of the Men in the Arena at menarena.org. You can check that out. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Chuck your TV. Grind it out. And be a man. Equipping men in 10 from Men in the Arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our Men in the Arena forums. Join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.